everyone. Welcome to Nice Jewish Fangirls, presented by JewishCoffeehouse.com. Nice Jewish Fangirls is a podcast where three Orthodox women discuss all of the wonderful nerdy things that we are obsessed with. Uh, my name is Michal Schick, and I'm your host, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-hosts, Tamar Herman. Hello. And Essam Rosenberg. Hi. And if you can't tell by the sound, we are in the same room again! Oh. It's been a while since we recorded together. I feel like... Yeah, I think the live stream was the last yeah, one. Yeah, it was the live stream. Awesome. In Tamar's apartment with the TARDIS mug. Yeah. Yes. Right, yes. I'm still up for mug game. Um, so this week we're going to be talking about conventions. Uh, if you don't know, Jewish Comic Con is this coming Sunday. So uh, we are going to be there at a panel, 6 o'clock. Don't miss it. It's 20 bucks. Spring for it. You can do it, guys. It's so Brooklyn. It, so if well, you're like yeah. in the New York area. Right. Hopefully this episode will come out before. Yeah, I think we can we can swing that. Okay. Um, and we're going to be talking about conventions inspired by that and inspired by also the fact that it's con season coming up. And cons are everywhere. Everybody has a convention. And they are all happening soon. Unless you're universe. Unless you, yes, unless you are going to go to Universal FanCon, in which case you are not going to convention this weekend, but you can come to Jewish Comic Con instead. (laughs) I don't know what the crossover there was, but um, one of my friends tried to get me to come to Universal FanCon, and I was like, that sounds great, but uh, I'm not going to Baltimore, and it's also the week of um, a Song of Ice and Fire convention that I went to last year that was awesome, but I figured I should support my local convention. And this way, I don't have to go to Ohio. That that works. My yeah. my favorite thing about this is that it starts on April twenty seventh, which is the same day that Fire Festival started last year. Oh my god! So I like need someone to write a piece about like that day is cursed. They shouldn't have any new events on that day. <laughs> like just don't bother. Oh man. So that's going to be our main topic. But as always, we're going to start off with our current obsessions, and um, I think I'll go first. Um, cause I want to swoop in and make sure that neither of you guys steal this one from me. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's me. But, um, I am re-obsessed with J.K. Rowling. <laughs> which, we noticed uh, Yeah. <laughs> I, it, it showed a little bit, right? Like, I, uh, if, if you've been following on Twitter, J.K. Rowling this past week has been kind of like A plus in the fighting anti-Semitism, uh, arena. And it's been a really interesting week in terms of discussing her as a progressive person where she falls short as a as an artist who tries to be progressive but like and I think those are all really valid conversations but I also think that like we as Jews can just go like no unequivocal 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 unequivocally whatever depends what the sentence is without without (laughs) qualification thank you and it's awesome that she is is so um anti-anti-Semitism and speaking up about it when it's not a popular subject in England, um, especially among, among progressives there. So, um, and also she, she not only uh, tweeted a kissing emoji back at me, but she also <laughs> liked our tweet from Nice Jewish Fangirls. And yes, it really happened. It, I made a collage out of it with very shocked emoji faces. Yes, it really, it did happen. And so, um, in the uh, 10 quadrillion to 1 odds that you're listening to this. Thank you, Joe. We love you. SM! 
Now that Nicole has finished her, like, romantic... I'm not done. Romancing J.K. Rowling? I'm not finished. I'm just going to stop talking. (laughs) There is no end in sight. Um, So my current obsession, I brought a little piece of it to show and tell, um, but... You're on the other side of the podcast, and you can't see it. This is really good for an audio format. I know. It's it's really excellent. But, um, so I'm going to describe it. It is a uh, sequin fabric. I don't know if you have been, like, you know, hip with the trends and whatnot, but there is a whole uh, fad with sequin fabric that flips when you brush it down. It goes from one color to another on the other side of the sequins. And so this fabric... For the listener, uh, <laughs> SM just moved her fingers along the sequins. And, and it changed it, colors. It turned it's like a black. terrible current obsession for this form. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hold it up to the mic and see if you can hear some of the rustling. I don't think it's going to work. She holding it up to the mic as if it's a camera. <laughs> no, I'm holding it up because I want you to be able to hear it, but it's very quiet. Maybe we'll make like a, a, a whatchamacallit, a boomerang, and put it on Instagram. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we have an Instagram account for this very purpose. But anyway, so this is like a, uh, on one side it's like mermaid bluish greenish shiny sequins and on the other side when you flip it over it goes to be black and wait black it looks gold from to me oh no no i can't do is it black or gold? <laughs> <laughs> that's just the lighting the lighting because it's, like it's, it's kind of a reflective kind of black but not as shiny as see it looks matte from my perspective wait, wait, no this see, is yeah, magic Matte is <laughs> it's like a matte black. I got it. I got it. Okay, okay. it is matte. Okay, it's high matte. five. It's matte. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely not like a shimmery, shiny kind of thing. Um, but well, it's yeah. it's definitely has reflective. Like it reflects the light. It doesn't like it's not a black hole kind of black where it's just. So anyway, black. why have anyway. you brought it? Anyway, so I brought it because I am actually um, I was very excited. I uh, I am going to be making this fabric into a shirt. Um, what? But my I got my sister to uh, to let me make her a shirt involving this fabric because I she said that she didn't want it because like she's just not into shiny stuff but then I convinced her that like if I just do the sleeves it won't be so overkill so um she consented to having it done for the sleeves and then when we got it she kept you know going up and down with the sequins and going back and forth and changing the color and she's like it's like a built-in fidget toy my little sister got her dress for my brother's wedding made from a sequin fabric and like did it flip uh, no, it was like a little tighter sequence, but it's still pretty something that was pretty easy to do. Like I would never think sequin fabric would be forgiving. Like yeah, that. But yeah, it is. it's really forgiving. Yeah, yeah, so and pretty. Yeah, it's very so pretty. it's very it's pretty. Like, and I've cut out the sleeves, and now I'm just waiting for my black fabric to show up to make the rest of the shirt and to line the sleeves because the other side of this fabric is not like really uncomfortable, but no, it's definitely not it's super. Not it's not super yeah. smooth shirt material. So I'm going to line it with a softer black fabric. Cool. And then make the rest of the shirt black. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be awesome. Also, it's like multi-chrome. Yes. This, the sequins. So like that bluish, is Bluish, greenish, really cool. purplish, everything-ish. It's a mermaid. So cool. Tamar, what is your current obsession? My current obsession is something that I can't like stop thinking about, but I really don't like it. Uh, it was Stranger Things. I finally, finally, finally watched the first season. I will not be watching the second season because I'm scared of it. <laughs> and I'm, like, deathly scared of it. Like, Oh, I it's not that scary. It. People just I, get sucked into a hell dimension and doomed forever. It wasn't that. It was just, like, the monsters <laughs> were creeping me out and, like... It's going I, to eat your face. And I know there are more monsters in the next one. I then went and read the second season's Wikipedia. 
Um, <laughs> just so that I wouldn't have to like maybe I should watch maybe I should watch I definitely am not interested in that season um, I know a lot of people are like oh the kids are great and like the actors are great but I found most of them annoying um, I liked like Hopper a lot but that was Winona Ryder was great but like what about Eleven? Eleven was cool but I had like had her hyped up a lot mm. and like I don't know she was cool and I kind of wanted to like protect all of them but mostly run away so I couldn't watch it at night <laughs> I couldn't watch it at night and like I could I like wasn't watching it a lot of the time like I was like cooking and cleaning just so that I wouldn't have to watch it all the time but I felt like this necessity to watch it because everyone's always talking about Stranger Things so now I did it and now I never want to do it ever. <laughs> see it's so funny because I don't like scary things either but I like I loved Stranger Things. I didn't find I like, it super scary. But, like, we've been over this in our are, horror yeah, episode. Yeah, there are parts of it that are scary for me. I'm not, I think, like, having nightmares. No, no, no. But it's, no, it's it's very atmospheric. It's very, like, it's it's harrowing. It's especially hard to see this kind of stuff happen to kids, you know. It's like a series of unfortunate events is maybe not what people would call scary. For me, it's viscerally horrifying, <laughs> you know. I only watched some series of unfortunate events, and I didn't think it was scary. See, I'm just like, Olaf is coming to get you. Oh, yeah, but like, like no matter I, what. I mean, I can't take it seriously. It's just, it's really disturbing. Like, all the ways that he comes up with to make terrible people. It's yeah. just like every, every new character, it's like, oh my god, you're the worst person ever. And then a new character comes on and, like, oh my god, you're the worst person ever. Like, that one, like, is a lot of, like, disbelief. And I've also read the books. This one, like, things are jumping at me, things right. are eating people. Like, oh, no, thanks. It's too much gore and people cutting their hands open. Like, I'm good. But the Christmas lights. <laughs> Honestly, do the Christmas lights have a bigger role in the second season? No. no, but they're just cool. No, but every year they have an art project. But like, I thought that well, I thought it was gonna have more of a part, honestly, because I had yeah. I had gone to the Google Play Store downtown and they had like a setup and like there were the lights and the letters and I figured out yeah. Yeah. I figured it was more than a one time thing. In I think it's just the, a very memorable visual motif, and mm-hmm. so people you know latched onto it and used yeah. it in all the merchandise. Never. <laughs> I'm not super impressed, <laughs> but I but I did like spend nights thinking about this show when I was like in the middle of watching it. So yeah. I understand why people are into it. It's well written. I think it's, it's well written. Yeah. The acting's the acting is amazing. Yeah, like I I don't think that anybody who won awards for it didn't deserve awards for it. this. Isn't like one of those things where I'm like, no, I hated it because it was terrible. This is I'm not into things jumping out at me and eating people's faces. I think that is entirely legitimate. <laughs> I mean, I know that there's a lot of like like. I know everybody I know I know wants to see the qu- a quiet place. <laughs> and I was like, just like I saw that preview and I was like, well, that's a movie I'm never watching. <laughs> see, I was like, I really kind of want to see it because I really like John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, and it looks it's supposed to be amazing. But I'm also like, it is a horror movie. Also, everyone tells me I should watch it, but it sounds terrifying. I remember there was a trailer for a horror movie yeah. called Unfriended. And I, you know, kind of really wanted to see it because the, I found it really, it was really good at capturing the, the Facebook and social media experience. Mm. Like all the sound effects were very realistic and they just, it felt like, you know, right. uh, like very real to the experience. And then of course it turns into a slasher thing and they're all dying. Right. But, um, <laughs> but I was like, I wanted to see that because I really, I, I really like stuff that makes good use of current, you know, computer mm. Um, and social media stuff, but um, I was like, it's probably not a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> it's like if the Black Mirror episode killed people. 
Right. Of Facebook thing. I, I, I also just watched one episode of Black Mirror. Pretty much I'm going through a lot of things that people have told me to watch and I never had any interest Which episode in. of Black Mirror? Not the first one, right? Not the first one. The first one of the third season, I think, mm. where um, it's Bryce Dallas Howard and the Facebook things. Like, you rank other people. Ah. Uh, so, yeah. that one I know from more from the... Uh, the Orville episode, Majority Rule. Which right, was so that was the pretty awesome. newest season. Yeah. Ah, interesting. The Orville had an episode where basically the entire society is voted around, is centered around upvoting and downvoting. <laughs> oh, and if you get anything, if you, if something gets, you know, like a million downvotes, it becomes a crime and then you have to go on an apology tour. Oh, and okay. then if people don't like your apology tour, then they, then they, you know, continue voting. And if you end up with, I think it was like 10 million downvotes, then you, um, you are, uh, it's a capital crime, and you're uh, corrected, right. you know, and you're, basically your personality is wiped, and your All right. Yeah, wow. So, so, yeah, it was a really good episode, but people are, like, <laughs> <laughs> people are like, yeah, there's just like a, this Black Mirror episode. Yeah, um, but for more of our thoughts on horror and the like, uh, definitely check out that episode. Can't remember which one it, it is. The Halloween but episode. The Halloween episode. Are you afraid of the dark? Right, yes. <laughs> I always remember them better when they have a terrible pun. Guys, we're so funny. <laughs> I blame Michal all the way. Yeah, I think I had the idea for the first one, and then it kind of like you were just like, we're going everything. to do this every single time, and I was like, no, we're not. And Michal was like, yes, we are. Um. Anyway, uh, let's move on to our main topic, which is con season. So tomorrow, do you want to get us started with our? convention discussion let us know what your background is in going to the cons so i've only ever been to k-con which is korea like k-pop con like it's not actually called k-pop con but it's called k-con uh since 2014 i've gone to both the la and the new york ones it's not the same as many other cons because it's kind of trade showy um and then I've been to, I went to Comic Con last year for the first time in New York because we had a panel. Yay! <laughs> KCon I've I've been both as just like a participant like a a goer and also I'm frequently on panels and uh, hosting things and it's you know it's like always a lot of fun to like be together with your people for like a weekend. Um, it's kind of a little bit of a hassle since it's usually on Shabbos and so like I have to book a hotel in Newark. For one night, one Friday night this month, so that I can be there for the Saturday daytime stuff and not mm-hmm. like miss anything. Um, and then it's also a little bit different for most conventions because there's concerts at the end of each night, so like not everybody's necessarily there for the con. When most people go to cons for cons, and most people who go to KCon, I don't know how many of them actually go just for the convention. They tend to say that it's a lot, but I don't know. But like there is like panels and there's a lot of shopping and there's a lot of like games and I don't know what else normal con stuff it, it didn't seem when I, once I went to New York Comic Con it didn't seem like the the type of programming was actually that much different from what New York Comic Con had it just was on a much smaller scale mm. and more music focused right yeah so my experience with conventions is definitely in the in the in the classic nerd sphere I guess so I've done New York Comic Con San Diego Comic Con Book Expo America slash Book Con um, and a teeny little con called Ice and Fire Con, um, which is uh, Game of Thrones Con. A ge- yeah, except that ex- except that it's for book people. Um, this year I'm not able to go to that one. Um, so I'm I've actually been invited to go to Con of Thrones and be a 
which is a, a different Game of Thrones convention. <laughs> um, and I'm going to uh, be a, a panelist there on a couple of panels. Yay! Yeah, so that's in Dallas, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and also Jewish Comic Con, of course. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. Like, it's, it's always stressful. Like, it's definitely... And I, I think, you know, people in the outside world who don't have... Shabbos and Kashras to deal with um, think that conventions are stressful and um, sometimes I'm just like okay but you're not going to be sleeping on the floor on like the street if you get locked out of your apartment. <laughs> Did that happen to you? It didn't but it was close. Um, San Diego is is um, let's just say it's a dog eat dog world over Comic Con. <laughs> Yeah, I saw people, like, freaking out on Twitter the other day because they couldn't get housing. Yeah, Hotel Apocalypse is currently underway for San Diego Comic-Con, and it is intense, and I am not going this year, so I am kind of relieved and also depressed, but oh, it's fine. But you're safe. I'm safe, yes. It's, the thing is, um, it's over... Su- Sunday is Tisha B'Av this year, mm. and I was like, it just doesn't make sense for me to go all the way out to San Diego, have to deal with the... Food and the you know housing and all that and then not be right and then not be able to go on Sunday because I wouldn't go I'm not gonna go on Tisha B'Av that's too intense Um, and also not be able to be home on Tisha B'Av you know when I want to have my sixty thousand bottles of water like immediately to hand and (laughs) and all that Um, yeah but cons are something that I I feel like I never thought that I would be into like I I remember like hearing about like New York Comic Con and thinking like oh that's really cool but it's also um oh that's way too nerdy for me and then I went one year just on the Sunday and like forget it I was <laughs> I was literally a convert um <laughs> <laughs> so we're not gonna we're not gonna use that in the title of this episode are we oh my god I, <laughs> I did not even intentionally do that but that is officially gonna be the title <laughs> Frequently conned question. No, I don't know. No, we'll this, come up the, with this is better. This process of coming up with the title is better not recorded. Most of the <laughs> <time>. <laughs> we go through a lot of drafts. Um, so my experience with cons is extremely limited. Um, partly because, you know, it was the kind of thing that, like, I, you know, heard about and other people did it. It just, like, didn't seem like my thing. Um, and then um, a friend of mine was doing her last hurrah before law school because she always went to Dragon Con whenever she could. Um, and, but she really, you know, didn't want to deal with as much of the stress of being the one Jewish person in a room uh, shared with a lot of non-Jewish roommates who didn't, you know, necessarily keep the schedule and weren't, you know, like, they were up at all hours and, you know, there was a lot of, you know, drinking and partying as is, you know, the... The way. Yes. <laughs> Especially Dragon Con. Dragon Con is, is pretty Party legendary. Con. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and that's fine, you know, if that's what you're looking for. But if, if you, you know, want to get some sleep, you know, you want to, you know, try to assemble a room that is going to, you know, be respectful of your needs and your um, and your schedule and um, your kashrut requirements and your shabbos requirements and all of that. So she was like, let's get a f- group of from girls and go to Dragon Con. Um, as my last hurrah before law school. Um, and we did it. 
Um, and it was my first con, and everyone was like, oh my god, don't start with Dragon Con, it's so big, you're yes. gonna hate it. And Seriously? I'm like, I don't know, I really liked it. I liked that there were so many things to do, and like, it was just, you know, there's an app that, you know, you, you it has all of the, the options, and you can look at all your schedules, and I made up, you know, my schedule, I looked at all of my you know, my options, and, like, the worst part of it was just, like, when there are two or three or four things that I want to go to in the same time slot, you know, like, there was a panel, um, what was it, I, I think my biggest conflict was that, you know, Timothy Zahn was giving a fiction workshop, um, at the same time that there was going to be a panel of, like, the Next Generation cast, um, with, like... Star Trek. Yeah, with, like, Data and, uh, and Troy and... Um, and and Q and like everybody was going to be there and like I was just like ah I have to choose <laughs> I have to choose and I was like okay I'm going to go to the fiction workshop because the other one is more likely to be recorded and mm-hmm. then I checked the schedule again later and it had they had switched some time slots around and mm. they were no longer in conflict and I went oh, to both of yay. them <laughs> so it was yay. a happy ending um but yeah, I had my schedule all worked out, you know, and uh, it really wasn't, you know, that bad in terms of the, you know, being big and overwhelming. Because, th- I don't know, there was a lot of people, but I felt like it was less cramped than New York Comic Con. Like, when mm. I went to New York Comic Con, I felt like, you know, there are a bajillion booths, and it's impossible to find anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's they're all... A different big difference with, uh, with Dragon Con is that it's not really trying to sell you all the things all the time. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really a, all about the panels a, and the fan activities. Yeah. It's a big convention that is run like a small convention. Mm, Unlike I don't know the, enough about conventions. <laughs> yeah, so like the, the like big kind of, it's, it's the, when I say big convention, I mean like San Diego or New York, which are run by corporations like Read Pop, which are very, um, I mean, because it's very hard to do a convention. Yeah. Um, so so they this have is a everything. fan-run convention. Right, so it's more, right, run. exactly, except that it is also enormous. Yeah, so. because we are legion. Yeah. All of us fans. So I, I forgot to mention it before, but I went to Broadway Con. And, oh, right. And, like, that's in the same space as New York Comic Con, and it was so pleasant because people, like, there were booths, and, like, they were trying to sell you things, but, like, the panels were really about, like, the actors and stuff, and, like, they had, like, meet and greets, but, like, they weren't, like, segregated off to anywhere where you had to spend, like, six hours getting to, um, and it just kind of felt like a lot. Mm. It was much smaller scale, but, like, smaller might be better and... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't have a problem with at New York Comic Con that they were trying to sell all the these things because I thought the merchandise was really cool, you know. But it just also was there was just so much of it, and like, you know, I I wasn't going to buy any of it, mm-hmm. so I was just you know kind of standing around and being like, oh look at that, and look at that, and look at that. <laughs> I felt like there wasn't a whole lot to do at New York Comic Con if you didn't come loaded with money. Yeah. So I like at Dragon Con, there was just stuff to do everywhere and like all kinds of things and like they're they're you know there's a there was a whole writing track and there was a whole like Whedon verse track and there was like there was Battlestar Galactica there was uh, you know there was all there was a I'm not doing it justice at all because there's just an unbelievable number of things that you could go to and I just you know wanted to sample at least one of everything yeah you know they they had like um 
an astronomy thing like late at night where like they would give you a guided tour of the sky and I didn't <laughs> end up going so cool. to that. I really wanted to, but I, I didn't end up doing it. They also had like a speed dating event that I also didn't go to. But, um, they, Jewish Comic Con should get that. Jewish, yeah. Oh, I, I'm sure that they have been asked. <laughs> so they, you know, so they had like all this stuff and I really liked that I had all these options. And, like, if there was nothing that I really liked to do, they also had con TV. Um, yeah, I would I would like to... Dragon Con is the only con I've ever failed. Like, mm. I, tr- I got a press pass to Dragon Con two years ago, mm. and I, like, was staying with some friends, and it was, like, five people in, like, two rooms that were, like, in a suite. And I got there on Thursday, and by Friday, I, I was like, I have to leave. I have to leave. I, I can't. I can't do this. It was too many people. It was too close quarters. Yeah. Too much to do, and like, and also it was Atlanta in August, so it was yeah. like I was like I can't breathe anywhere. Yeah, Dragon Con is over Labor Day weekend, yeah. so it, but it, it was very hot. It was like ninety degrees. Yeah, oh, but it it is something that I would like to try with a room. Uh, with a J room. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. With a, a good, no, a decent number of people. I think we had five people in the room. It's still much, much more expensive than going to New York Comic Con yes. because New York Comic Con, you just buy a day pass and you're done. Right. This, you have to buy the flight. You have to buy the yeah. the hotel room. Um, yeah. You have to split it. You have to buy food in advance because like yeah. there's no kosher food around there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. It was less stressful for me because my friend who's you know, baby this was, was doing all of the planning, so right. I didn't have to do anything. I just, like, tagged along Showed while up, she yeah. was, you know, doing all, all of her shopping, and she was, you know, doing all the panicking, and I was just like, it's fine. Everything's <laughs> fine. Nothing is happening. <laughs> By the way, yeah, if we have any listeners in Atlanta, um, and you are local to Dragon Con, uh, set something up. Like, I'm telling you, there are definitely Jews who would Absolute because Dragon Con is also because it's over Labor Day weekend. Oh, it's a takes five day convention, so um, I know, I know, it's bonkers like, tomorrow. Like there is nothing low key about it. It's in five oh hotels. It's it takes crazy. over the entire downtown. Yeah. Um, but hello, set up, set something up in a shul. Like it's downtown. There's got to be a Chabad or something. There's definitely kosher food in in Atlanta. Or just like Airbnb or house out and have people book one night. Exactly. In the hotels. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's I, so that's what I do when I um, go to LA for the con. Um, if I'm not like sharing a hotel like or Airbnb like for the whole week, um, I just book just for Shabbos so that I'm right down mm-hmm. there. It's because like um, the LA Convention Center and Staples Center is like not in a particularly nice area. It's yeah. like gentrifying though, so it's um, getting there. But also sad because gentrifying. Right, um, I know. It's like, <laughs> yay. Um, mm. Like the building, the building that we stay in is literally just an Airbnb'd out building right. for the convention center. Wow. At this point, um, I don't think really people live there. And um, but we so like this year I'm staying in a, at a friend who lives who's not Jewish and she's gonna drive to the con, but I need to walk to it. So like I'm staying Friday night and Saturday night there. And then, like, Sunday night, I'll stay, go back to her after the con is over. Like, mm-hmm. it's super easy. Also, it takes yeah. place in five hotels, and three of them are linked. Right. So they basically form their own Eruv. So, like, if you wanted to carry, you know, your, you know, food around, you know, on Shabbos um, or anything around on Shabbos, um, and you were staying within those three hotels, it, it would be okay. Unfortunately, right. I, we were in one of the other hotels, uh. so I couldn't carry anything. Um, <laughs> so in terms of 
surviving cons. Um, let's talk about it on a general level. Like, coffee. what would be our tips? What if yeah. you don't? What if you? <laughs> what if you don't drink coffee? You're, so you're just you're just screwed. Um, so. Well, so let's talk about our tips for surviving cons in general, and then like our our J tips. How how do you do cons as Orthodox people? Bring a Havdalah kit. Well, let's start with general. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, something I would say about. And this is this is an attitude thing. It's not a practical thing, but if especially if this is your first time going to a convention or or your first time at a new convention, accept that you're going to be overwhelmed and accept that you want to be there anyway because it is really overwhelming and it's really tough to manage everything and make sure that you have you know you can get into your hotel room on Shabbos and like there's there's a million different things to think about. I still have my lists from all my comic cons and it's. It's truly, like, I mean, I go a little crazy, so, like, at a certain point I was like, <laughs> remember to bring sneakers to this place because I have to walk to this other place and I want to be able to be comfortable. Um, but, but, but go in thinking, like, yeah, this is going to be a little challenging, it's going to be a little tough, but it's going to be worth it. So, um, aside from, like, you're definitely going to be overwhelmed the first time you go, I think that, like, any time you go, you kind of have to have reasonable expectations of, like, what are your must-dos mm-hmm. and, like, what is your purpose of being at this con um because like some things might show up like oh that'd be nice to do but is that what you're there for because if you like have been talking to people like oh I'm gonna go see this and then I get there and then you miss that for some reason like you get distracted which is so easy to get distracted um you're gonna get annoyed with yourself so I always like using like if they have an app I always like using the apps and scheduling what I want to be uh like doing and they usually notify you so I really like that I think just like don't expect not like this seems so not like don't expect too much but like you have to be realistic when you're going into these things because like New York Comic Con really disappointed me because of how crowded it was which is silly because of course it's crowded but like I felt it took me ages to get to places and like if I had really thought about it more then like I would have put that into my timing so like I would tell people like I'll meet there in 10 minutes and then it would take me an hour so okay maybe not that badly <laughs> but, but pretty badly and um, can I just tell you something my first New York Comic Con which was like 2010 was empty strolling around I bought a ticket like two weeks in advance just for Sunday it's crazy how it's grown it's gotten much bigger and also because they have it like last year was on Sega so Jews could right. only go on on Sunday yeah um that's why we had our paddle thing. Yeah. <laughs> it worked out really well. And stay tuned, by the way. We might be doing more of that this year. <laughs> we'll find out. Um, so I don't really have any advice because I haven't done a lot of these. But I guess you know what you're saying makes sense in terms of, like, I guess research beforehand, like, who's going to be at this con. You know, like, I didn't do it. All my, my goal for New York Comic Con was just, you know survive our panel like, <laughs> like that was literally the only thing i so, had on my agenda i didn't even know patrick Rothfuss was there and i happened to have was, one of his oh no he was he was there and like i had one of his books that i happened to have been reading and i was reading like yeah. i'll listen i don't, I don't judge <laughs> it's okay that was i had one of his books in my backpack because i just i was reading um the, oh, the wise man's fear and like i saw like a bunch of other people carrying that book around and i was like huh more nerds, but I didn't realize that afterwards, and people were like, yeah, because Rothfuss was here, and I was like, 
nerds really? at Comic Con. <laughs> I was like, um, he was there, and I had no idea because I didn't do any, you know, research whatsoever, you know, and like maybe I would have, you know, had a, you know, more exciting, mm. you know, story to tell about that other than I had a panel at Comic Con. Yeah. So I don't know. So. Yeah, so with with Dragon Con, I definitely, you know, did prepare, and I looked at all the panels ahead of time, and I made up my schedule, um, and they had a really user-friendly app that was helpful, but I also made my schedule on paper, because uh, Shabbos. Right. So Yes, that's also important. Print out what you think you're going to need. Print out, if you're not sure, you're going to need something. Uh, Stapler is a very helpful. Um, I also just like to keep in mind that, like, conventions come every year, like, there is... Like, it's very easy to be like, oh my god, I'm here, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and, like, I don't mean to minimize the fact that, like, for some people it is, because it conventions are expensive, and they're a lot, they a lot of time involve a lot of travel. And also, a lot of people are getting older, and they might die before you meet them. I always thought I was going to meet that, Leonard Nimoy before, <laughs> you know, before okay, he died, okay. and then he died, and wow. that was like, oh my god, that was, that I was never But anyway, <laughs> uh, you, can, you can always, you can always do it again. And, like, honestly, if, yes, if, if somebody dies before again. you meet them, then, like, you, you probably weren't going to meet them anyway. <laughs> That's not true! <laughs> no, I know. You you and Leonard were, were destined to, to steig very, a little bit sad. together. Uh, I know. Well, I never got to meet Carrie, so. Mm. Yeah. Um, in terms of Jewish tips, Tamar, what would you say your top tips are? So, I mean, I was thinking about it before, and, like, I'm usually on panels when I'm at the cons that I go to most frequently, so, like, my experience is literally, like, bring power bars and coffee and, like, just try to survive running between panel rooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in general, I do say, though, if you drink coffee, it is convenient because it's actually, a, a, like, it kills your appetite. And, like, that's actually <laughs> something that I think is important at cons because it's really difficult to get food. Like, even if you can find kosher food at the venue, like, snacks and stuff, it's going to be really expensive. And sometimes, like, I've brought power bars. I don't remember which con it was, but they made me, like, take them, like, throw them away. Like, sometimes <gasps> they don't let you bring them in. They they often don't let you bring in water bottles, like, even to refill. Like That's terrible. It's really, yeah, it's really frustrating because these cons are boiling hot. Like, mm-hmm. even if it's, <laughs> even if it were in Is the Is it because they want you to buy their yeah. water? Yeah, they yeah. want you to buy their stuff. So, for kosher stuff, like, I had one time when we were in LA, I think it was, like, it was still when it was outside, so it must have been KCON 2014, and... They were trying to get me, like, to get rid of the food that I had just brought for dinner. Like, I had gone to Pico Boulevard. I got food from somewhere. And I was like, no, like, this is what I need to eat. They were like, you need to buy it from inside. And I was like, this is for, like, religious purposes. And I had to, like, fight them for my food. Yeah. Other people, like, they ran out of food at some of the booths. And, like, it was outside and there was, like, a gate. So some vendors came over to the gate and started <laughs> selling people through the gate. Um, but it was, like, really bad. Like, they ran out of food. It was a, That was an outside con. Most cons aren't outside, I feel like, nowadays. But yeah. in L.A., they are. Mm. Like, they do have spaces. And, like, it gets really, really hot and they make you pay a lot for the water. So if you can bring, like, a refillable pitcher, uh, pitcher a refillable thermos, sometimes, like, the folding ones, I like to bring those with me. And, and like I said, power bars. I really think like keeping kosher, you don't have the option always right. to even grab like a bag of chips some places. So yeah. you have to kind of create your own flexibility mm-hmm. in that way. I also really like, um, like I was just saying, the, the like um, non-refrigerated like sausages and like beef jerky because you need protein. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people will be like, oh, bring like fruit and yogurt and stuff. I don't eat those things. So no, but also yogurt goes badly in your bag and like you're going to be there the whole day like you don't want something that is refrigerated yeah Yeah. non-perishable food Mm -hmm. yeah cream cheese sandwiches are not a good idea i've I've made them work i've made them work 
Yeah. We got <laughs> deli. That's what we ate for Shabbos. We we got deli and we made sandwiches. Yeah, that's good. Um, but yeah, you should bring, if possible, a fake pregnant belly and hide all your food in there. <laughs> you should not do that. <laughs> um, I would I would say uh, you know, other than knowing what you're getting into in terms of like looking around your hotel before. Uh, you know, like before Shabbos, finding out what the stairs are, finding out what your key situation is. Um, having a non-Jewish roommate who is um, hip with, with Jews. the Jews. <laughs> Our friend Nava Wolf um, calls, she has somebody who she calls her con wife. It's <laughs> 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 like her Shabbos guy. Uh, and that's pretty amazing. Um, and it's, it's actually not, like it's, somewhat sometimes kind of embarrassing to be like I can't do that I also can't do that and I also can't do that um when they these things are normal things like Something's opening like, the door you know but but some people are really nice about it I remember yeah, I had I a non-Jewish who's like no like everyone's really nice about uh, it a non-Jewish yeah. friend who was like it's like while it's as long as it's Shabbos I have superpowers yeah. and like <laughs> as soon as Shabbos ends I'm just like whatever a regular schmo yeah. but, uh, but on Shabbos I have superpowers the, the yeah. funniest one that I have encountered at cons is like that's not even like something that like I would ever ask someone to like or hint or anything is like the bathroom light oh yeah <laughs> like it never ever crosses anyone's mind that I'm leaving the bathroom light on for a reason. Mm-hmm. Ever. I know. Yes, I've absolutely been there also. Um, Make that a happened sign. to me a couple of Comic-Cons ago in an Airbnb, and I was like, well, I guess the door is staying open. <laughs> Nobody else is here, so it's fine. Um, yeah, I, I would also say, you know, it's, it's really easy when you're used to, like, making Shabbos in your normal confines to forget confines. stuff you need. Sorry. Also, just like forgetting to unscrew the light bulb or take right. the light bulb. Also, but put these things back together when you leave. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. Bring scotch tape. Bring scissors. Bring like stuff that you might need, even if you might not need them. Bandages don't foil. usually work as well. Just saying. Right. Yes. Exactly. Don't. But you can try. I've tried. Yeah. Oh, actually. I was in Taiwan recently, and I used my ponytail to put push back it. It like wrapped around the little hotel That's so fridge. Cool. It worked really well. I love it. And if you can make a bracelet that incorporates your schedule mm-hmm. as part of the bracelet, then you're not considered carrying it. Right. <laughs> maybe maybe in addition to well seeing your your sequins on Instagram, you can do a <laughs> tutorial. I don't know how. How to make a bracelet <laughs> out of your convention schedule? Yeah, yeah um, big paper clips. Well, I feel yeah. like your badges count as. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that, yeah, I bet you could do that. Mm. If you, like, Well, Dragon Con is weird. Like, they don't give you, like, badge. You have a badge. They don't get, well, when I went there, they didn't give you a lanyard. What? I I had a badge. Yeah, they were like, make sure you attach it to something, because people might steal it. And I was Mm. like, like, (laughs) (laughs) this is, like, convention 101. (laughs) I don't remember if they gave us a lanyard or not, but I had a something to hang it around. If anyone ever needs a lanyard, I have like 700 Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And also finally, just like the internet is an amazing thing. Um, You know, as, as a lot of people listening will know, we're trying to build up communities of Orthodox and religiously affiliated Jewish nerds. So reach out to people, you know, like you may never know where people might be staying, what they might be doing. Um, if you're in San Diego, the Chabad of downtown San Diego are super, super nice and very accommodating. Definitely look into your local Chabad if, if there's a convention. Um, take advantage of, of, of the people and try and make your own community because I think that that is ultimately what cons really are about, right? It's about 
coming together with other people and and enjoying something that you have in common. And I gotta say, like, when you have that extra oomph of, like, being able to do it with Jews also, like, Friday night meal at, at you know, Chabad, when it's Comic-Con and everybody knows it's Comic-Con, it's, like, their biggest weekend of the year. Like, it's really kind of special. I'm really jealous right now because I've never had, like... Oh actual proper meal at any time it's like have a power bars and coffee oh here's actually a tip i just gave someone else the other day if you're flying to a con and you like don't think you're gonna be able to get grape juice or wine anywhere you can buy like new uh the like shower samplers from like cvs or something the clear ones and you Mm -hmm. can those are travel size so i feel too (gasps) fed up with wine that's so smart because like the the small grape juice bottles are still too big they also have they have um juice boxes of grape juice that i I usually use Actually, I'm, I don't know if I've taken them in a carry-on, but uh, I don't know. The these are for carry-on purposes, but that right. was a that was a handy hack I found for traveling kosher with wine. Yeah. Also, um, make sure that you light Shabbos candles uh, in a place that won't catch fire. Or you can light on electricity if your rabbi yes. says or that it's okay. Or just don't light like me. Yeah. <laughs> also I know that. my mother's always like, I'm lighting for you, it's fine. I'm like, Mommy, I have to light Licht. <laughs> and for Havdalah, try to remember to bring, you know, a candle and, you know, yeah. uh, some besamim and um, and try to bring a lighter or matches. But if you don't have a lighter or matches, chances are there will be somebody outside smoking and then you can go, <laughs> go up to them and say, excuse me, can you help us ritually end the Sabbath? Or and listen, just stick your hands, you know, up yeah. to their cigarette, like in the glow. So I actually have a little handy dandy, it's like from a Michael or Mark Jacobs like makeup kit that I use that I filled with like it has a little thing of center and it has a l- matches and has a candle that's amazing yeah I think that's it and then I also have like I always travel with a corkscrew because like if you pass a wine store and they have enough kosher wine yeah it'll be good for Shabbos a kosher con kit that's awesome we should we should like make a list of like what should be we should kosher sell con it kit. yeah we should totally yeah. sell it when we have our t-shirts and yeah. you know we should just sell it at the nice Jewish fangirl store we yeah have the con, exactly the Jewish con <laughs> survival <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> Yeah, we can we'll throw in a little bit of tape. Yeah, the the uh, the uh, index um, cards that say "Please do not turn off the light." Right, the deluxe edition will have you know the plaza that Nava says she uses with the the mini crock pot. Yeah, a teeny pot. tiny crock pot. Yeah, I want I want a teeny microwave. Like I wish that there was a portable teeny microwave, but I don't think that they've invented that yet. Just need a laser. Yeah, zap your food. Yeah, um, but anyway, so yeah, as we said, we're gonna be at Jewish Comic Con on uh, what is it? The twenty yeah Ninth. April twenty ninth. Congregation Kol Israel in Brooklyn. Uh, it's pretty close to Basil, so if you're in the area and you don't like the convention, you can at least get a, <laughs> a pretty good, if expensive meal. <laughs> is it um, I think it will be. Yeah. Let's go. Um, and uh, yeah, so the, our our panel will be at six o'clock. So you can come We're late. We're the last one. We are the last we ones. Are. We're closing it out. It's kind of my fault. Gonna end strong. It's fine. It's fine. I think they stuck kind of like the diversity panels at the end. Yay, like we're diversity. we're right after the Wonder Woman panel. So hopefully Yay. people will stick we're around. We're the exclamation are they point just, like, on the end. Are the women last? Like what's going no, on? No, no, no. I, I asked. If oh, we could okay. go at that point. So yeah, um, yeah. But be sure to comment also, uh, just so you know, it it. Um, helps fundraise for the shul which is uh like a historic building and it's really very lovely it serves as an art gallery you do kind of feel like you're like oh i'm in like the cool jewish art sphere when you're there so um at least at least i did because i don't have any experience in that so. i mean i work at the spanish and portuguese synagogue well so, so then it's not gonna be that <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, so uh, if you would like to find uh, us individually on the internet, if you can't make it to Jewish Comic Con or can and want to meet us online anyway, Tamar, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Tamar Wright on Twitter and Instagram and read my stuff on Billboard and Forbes. NSM? You can find me on Facebook and on Twitter at Floating Spirals, but I'm hardly ever there. Um, and you can uh, find my author page on Amazon and buy my fiction. And you can find me on Twitter at Ink as Rain, and you can find my writing at hypable.com. And as for Nice Jewish Fangirls, you can email us at nicejewishfangirls at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Nice Jewish Fangirls. We, on Twitter, we are Jewish Fangirls. Uh, you can uh, look us up to see uh, the liked comment from J.K. Rowling. <laughs> I suppose you haven't pinned that comment. I maybe should have. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we'll understand why. <laughs> um, yeah, and as always, of course, leave us a rating and review on iTunes. We really, really appreciate it. It does help people find us in this little happy sphere of ours. So that is it for uh, Nice Jewish Fangirls this week. We will speak to you again soon. Live long and prosper, everybody.